hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. I don't know what to make of this, what's going on with an airplane, this this plane that was shot down in the middle of all of this mess. Um, I just saw this cross the wire with CBS News. I, I don't have this, but I'm looking at it and reading it, and I'm like, Really? Uh, CBS News reporting that officials are confident Iran shut. Now, Linda, I see you, your interest in this, and we'll explain why in a minute, but are confident that Iran shot down that Ukrainian jetliner. It was odd. They wouldn't even consider handing over the black box to Boeing. It was a 737 yet again. Uh, anyway, according to they're saying, Hours after the Iranian missile attack on U.S. targets earlier this week, CBS News has learned the Ukrainian International Airlines plane crashed Wednesday soon after takeoff. I did watch one commentator on TV suggesting that, well, it happened at 8,000 feet, 8,000 feet. A plane wouldn't just dive right down to the ground if it lost its engine power. But anyway, intelligence picked up signals of radar being turned on. Um, and U.S. satellites, they're saying, according to CBS News, detected two surface-to-air missile launches, which happened shortly after the plane exploded, and federal officials were briefed on the intelligence on Thursday. Source who 
was in the briefing, said it appears the missile components were found nearby. Hang on, I got to get page two of that. Um, so I, I don't I don't know the answer to a business insider. I'm giving you again their coverage. Flight 752 is now believed to have been hit by fire from a Russian built Tor M1 SA-15 surface to air missile operated by the Iranian military. Citing a U.S. official, ABC News reporting, U.S. intelligence was confident Iran painted the Ukrainian airliner with radar. In other words, they tried to hide it, firing two surface-to-air missiles. That would then raise questions, who might have been in that airplane? Images appearing now show missile fragments said to have been found outside of Tehran, circulating on social media. There's been a, look, I want to give everyone a heads up here. I don't want everyone to get ahead of themselves. There's been a lot of lying fake video all over social media. And look, there's a lot of good information out there. I just, I, we just want to be careful. I don't want to give you fake information, but ABC and CBS are now going forward with that. Um, so we'll watch, we'll wait, and obviously report to you uh, at any point we get new information about it. Um, now, oh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, is going to join us. Doesn't do a lot of interviews. Glad to have him. There's a lot of news, obviously. War Powers Act the impeachment sham trial that I guess is going to take place. He seems to have won his battle against Nancy Pelosi, and she's not going to dictate to Mitch McConnell uh, how he's going to handle the impeachment as the Senate majority leader. We got new tape of Chucky Schumer. You know, back Schumer ran on the fact that he was going to acquit Clinton. Uh, that's how abusively biased he was. To get lectures from him is is ridiculous. We'll play that in the course of the show, too, today. Um, now, I will say... It, you know, you watch all of what the mob and the media is doing and saying. You watch the shift show. Remember, he had the audition shift show. That was behind closed doors. I still don't think we've gotten every transcript either. Why he's hiding it? I don't know. Person that ought to, ought to have been auditioning and interviewed and put under oath and still should be is Schiff himself. Because he lied as usual. He's a congenital liar. He's compromised in this particular case. As it relates to the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower, wasn't really a whistleblower. And the contact he and his office had with the whistleblower, non-whistleblower. But anyway, all during that process, leading straight up until Christmas, they, they took us, you know, I had to work one of those. Again, I came in a few days, stayed more days than I had planned by the end of the year, which is when I take my long vacation every year. And I stayed because it was too important. And anyway... Remember what the Democrats were saying. Now, Pelosi's saying that she will keep now the articles the Senate agrees until the Senate agrees to her terms for a trial. Well, that's not what the Constitution of the United States calls for. That is, well, I guess what Nancy Pelosi wants to have. But that is not exactly what uh, the process is. Article two of the Constitution is very, very clear on the issue of impeachment. And the United States, you know, it, it was very clear in the Constitution establishes the executive branch. Federal government carries out and enforces federal laws. Article two vests power of the executive branch. The office of the president lays out the procedures for electing, removing the president, establishes the president's powers, responsibilities. And if you just go down a little further, you talk about section one lays out procedures for the electoral college which democrats would like to change it's like they would like to change the issues uh, involved they want to stack the courts now article two lays out the powers of the presidency yep the president is the commander-in-chief the president gets pardons 
uh, or certain limits set to the the executive branch power. Um, I certainly think that, that all of this is very, very clear. And then you get, for example, articles being laid out. Article three lays out responsibilities of the president, state of the union address, um, commander in chief, receiving foreign representatives, granting the president the power to convene both houses of Congress. And you get to Section 4, and you get to the impeachment part of this. President, Vice President, all civil officers of the U.S. shall be removed from office on impeachment for conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes or misdemeanors. It also allows for involuntary, if you will, removal from office for the president by cabinet secretaries. We've talked about that uh, in the course of all of this. But it's very clear as it relates to the who gets what power where. And how does the process of impeachment work? Well, the House of Representatives, they have the power solely as the House of Representatives. President, vice president, all civil officers shall be removed from office. That is in the hands of the U.S. House of Representatives. I can give you the background and the history of it, but I don't think it's even that important because the House brings impeachment charges against federal officials, in this case, the president, that's part of their oversight, their investi- uh, investigatory responsibilities. You have individual members of the House can introduce impeachment resolutions. We've seen a lot of that, like an ordinary bill. House could initiate proceedings by passing a resolution authorizing the inquiry. We watched that. The Committee of the Judiciary ordinarily has jurisdiction over impeachments. We saw the weird little power play that. Nancy Pelosi moved it over to the House Intel Committee and the compromise corrupt Schiff instead of Nadler. And then Nadler had his little say in the whole process. Uh, We know it has not been used a lot three times in the case of presidents. Fifteen judges have been impeached by the House. Sixty times total when you include federal judges, only eight in that particular case. And that the Senate holds the trial. Nancy Pelosi would like to say it doesn't. Anyway, what did the Democrats say all this time leading up to Christmas? They, they were telling us again and again that they want this. Pelosi assured the public we want this done expeditiously. Pelosi said we, we, we can't wait for the courts to weigh in on the subpoenas, meaning the executive privilege question that the Supreme Court agreed to take up, uh, fulfilling its constitutional role of resolving conflict between the executive and legislative branches of Congress. Then we had the Judiciary Committee's report declaring, quote, we must act immediately. You had the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar Schiff arguing it is an urgent matter that cannot wait if we are to protect the nation's security and the integrity of our elections. And you had the hypocrite Jerry Nadler. He didn't even want the the Star report released, which, by the way, under the independent counsel statute mandated to be released. Uh, But yet he was demanding the special counsel report be released and everything that consisted as the predicate for it, that also released. And that statute doesn't even call for that. They didn't have to release anything. You know, all of we've got to act now to protect our elections. Congressman Jamie Raskin, safeguard our constitutional democracy. We have a sense of urgency one after another after another. Democrats argued impeachment was time limited and an urgent task. Okay, well, then where is it? They did their thing. 
Now what's happened is the crack, the dam is broken. Floodgates are now open, if you will, because we have 58 percent of the American people think Pelosi should send the articles over. And I would argue it's probably much higher. And I think Dianne Feinstein pretty much summed it up for everybody because I think she's fed up with all of this garbage. Because for her to actually say, if it's serious and urgent, like you've been telling us, send them over. If it isn't, don't send them over. That's Dianne Feinstein. And she generally, then she goes on to say, if we're going to do it, I don't see what good delay does. Now, Senator C- Chris Murphy has said, I think the time has passed. Send the articles over. Joe Manchin, it needs to start now. Angus King, it's time for the speaker to send the articles. Doug Jones, he wants to get reelected in Alabama. I don't think the odds are good, but anyway, hoping Pelosi will submit the articles because most people are ready to get moving on this. Blumenthal even saying we're reaching the point where the articles should be sent. John Tester is saying it. Even Chris Coons, the partisan he is, is saying it. Now, why? What, what, what happened to all the urgency on this? Where did it go? House Democrats also are now losing patience. Now, Pelosi, she said earlier today she will send the articles when I'm ready. Oh, okay. No, I'm not holding them indefinitely. I will turn them over when I am ready, and that will probably be soon. Probably. Congressman Adam Smith, Democratic Chairman, House Armed Services Committee. I think it is perfectly advisable for the speaker to try and leverage that to get a better deal. But at this point, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Looks like Mitch McConnell, who will join us at the top of the next hour, has won. And by the way, he won the constitutional argument on all of this. And Pelosi apparently hit the roof after hearing Smith's comments. Sounds like she sent out the enforcers to, to browbeat the poor guy and make him change his mind. And within hours, Smith would say, oh, I misspoke this morning. I love I love how they give in to the, the pressure. But you know what they do, right? They oh, maybe you don't know. They'll tell people either you vote this way or you're not going to get the committee assignment you want. Oh, this like a quid pro quo like Joe. Oh, sounds that because I know that goes on. Maybe we should investigate all the quitting and proing and quoing that goes on in Congress. You want to sit on that committee that impacts your particular district and homeland security, defense? You got to come through me. You want that? I need your vote here, 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 and here. Whether you like it or not, I need your vote. I wonder if that happens in Congress. I would say, yeah, that's probably true. Rasmussen survey revealed today only 12% of Democrats believe the Senate will oust the president. So we're wasting our time. Meanwhile, the president is going about the business of what? More great economic news. President is is battling Iran, even getting harassed on the issue of the War Powers Act. I'll give you a history of that coming up. And the country's doing fine. And the only problem is they don't have a candidate that I think that can beat Donald Trump. So they got to go the impeachment route. And unfortunately, that's unfortunately for us, that's not working for them. American people understand this for what it is. You know, the American people barely blink an eye now at this. They know what it is. It's been three years of I hate Trump. That's what they wrote. I hate Trump. Nothing to help the American people make us safe, more secure, make us more prosperous, no economic opportunity. And their ideas are insane. Ninety four trillion new green deal. Everything's free. No gas, no oil and no combustion engine. Great. Brilliant. Uh, Then we'll have 52 trillion Medicare for all 10 years. Uh, Yeah, great. No choice of private insurance. I don't think that's going to work. 
Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner's proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to Burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. Gold Co. is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. You may qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. So don't wait. Go to HannityGold.com. That's HannityGold.com. HannityGold.com. So finally, it looks like this is going to move in the House. Democrats now insisting that Nancy Pelosi, you know, do her job. Um, You're impeaching the president and you're playing games with it. And this dithering on impeachment. Now you got everybody giving up on it and we know it's not going anywhere anyway. One of the questions I want to ask Mitch McConnell is about the process. Now, constitutionally, the House has the sole power to impeach and it is handed over to the Senate. And they are to hold the trial based on the rules that they adopt. Senator McConnell, who will join us later, said clearly we'll adopt the same rules we had for Clinton. House managers appointed by Pelosi will then present their case. You have the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. John Roberts will be presiding. Okay, now, if it's their constitutional role to impeach and they present their case to the Senate, well, After they present their case, 
we all know how weak it is because we watched the shift show unfold. And of all the people we heard from that made the cut after the audition behind closed doors, smoke filled room hearings, those that made the cut and went public. Well, they were either hearsay witnesses or opinion witnesses. Hearsay evidence under the federal rules, admissions of evidence is not allowable. So I would assume wipe all them out. That leaves us with one witness, fact witness, who also did his own two plus two equaling whatever. That's irrelevant. That's inadmissible. And the question is, Ambassador Sondland, well, his testimony was exculpatory for President Trump. So the abuse of power part, get rid of. The fact that the president has done what every other president has done, invoke executive privilege, and the fact that the Supreme Court has agreed to rule on it, probably by June of this year, would mean the obstruction article of impeachment is rendered mute also because the executive branch when in conflict with the legislative branch does have the right to go to that third branch of government the judiciary to seek remedy it's a sham it has been from the beginning no republican should even give this even a thought it's done quick break right back best election coverage 299 days to go once again pure talk my sponsor and my wireless company they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny and i'm really happy to announce that pure talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries that's right as you plan your summer travel make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad pure talk already puts you on america's most dependable 5g network and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well you get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5g data for just 20 bucks a month that's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation, without the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash. No tooth fairy or piggy banks. No more selling extra items for cash. A digital dollar means your life could depend on the Internet, electricity, and people you don't know. Plus, it means every penny you have could all be tracked. So goodbye to privacy. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver, including Sean Hannity. 
Sean has personally bought metals from the top-rated company, GoldCo, who has an excellent reputation. They've placed over $2 billion in gold and silver, and right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. So call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. I, you know, I will say this. Um, there is one little addendum to what I've been reporting here, and that is now the House Republicans have had it. They're fed up. Mitch McConnell is going to join us. He says, send him by tomorrow. We're going to start the trial next week. So he won that battle, which is good. House GOP is moving towards censure of Pelosi for abusing the impeachment process. Now the Democrats are all caving, so it's inevitable now it gets sent over whether she likes it or not. But it's just the fact that this is this is how sick and ugly and twisted and political they want to turn everything. And they have their willing accomplices in the media mob out there doing it with them. You have the New York Times, you know, reporter. They have the New York Times report. They have this reporter... Literally saying in Iran, Soleimani, Soleimani's death is like MLK's death in America. Like, oh my gosh, this uh, this is how bad this mob in the media is. It, it's not hard. We've laid out the history of him killing Americans and the the depravity and evil and the carnage that this man has wreaked, and you know everything from Hezbollah on, and you know. Can they not do that in the mob themselves? Is that too much of a task for them, a heavy lift for them? It would have to have to pull them out of their box, their minds, their heads, and actually get them to think and do some real work for once. Besides, oh, how can we hate Trump with this story? How can we spin it against Trump? We got to do it some way, even if it means propping up a murdering uh, a terrorist like Soleimani. You think they'd be happy Soleimani's dead? Apparently not. NBC's taking a lot of heat. They were promoting their live coverage. I told you about Area 51, Roswell, Rachel Maddow's conspiracy TV station, the propaganda state TV arm of the Democratic Party, MSDNC. But anyway, their live coverage of the Soleimani burial. Now, it was bad enough on the night that Iran was firing those ballistic missiles. They were reporting Iranian propaganda. CNN actually had the... 79 hostage propagandas for Iran. I, you know, can't get any more propaganda like than that. But then they reported, oh, 30 deaths reported. Source, the Iranians. Oh, okay, there's a real reliable source. We'll double check that. We'll confirm our, our facts here. How is it the media, they lie for three years. They lie about Trump, Russia, collusion, collusion, Russia, 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 Russia. They lie, 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 lie. They ignore the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in history. Now our, we're proven right. The inspector general, Michael Horowitz, everything we've told you for nearly three years is proven true. And it's about to get even validated more. It will be more, more vindication is coming. And it's not about being right. It's that if I got it wrong or any of my conservative friends get it wrong, oh, you know, that would be the death penalty for me ever talking again. Anyway, so on top of reporting erroneous Iranian propaganda and lies, by the way, for most of the night. wasn't just once. Now they apparently they were promoting their live coverage of Soleimani's burial. Wow. 
Okay, Soleimani's funeral publicized. Thousands took to the streets of Tehran. Fifty people died in the streets of Tehran. How did that happen? I don't even know where to begin. Then NBC News, they won't even take a Trump rally. Donald Trump, here it is. People want to see him. They won't even take a Trump rally. They can't take a Democrat rally because nobody shows up at them. Anyway, watch live coverage as General Soleimani is buried in his hometown of Kerman, Iran. NBC tweets it out with a link to watch the burial. Now, some people have picked up on this. Uh, The guy was responsible for carnage and destruction and death of American soldiers in Iraq. I mean, you're kidding me, right? Anyway, if uh, you look at the Fox News report on this, and he was buried, you know, the last man was a guy by the name of Norris Walid Hamid, who worked for the military, buried last Saturday in Sacramento. What the hell is wrong with you, author? Afghanistan vet James Hassan reacted. Why? And I can't stress this, stress this enough. The hell are you streaming this? Really? We're going to watch terrorist burials now on NBC News. Tom Brokaw, you spent your whole life there. You proud of that? One has to wonder. You have one Democratic lawmaker. Yep. Guess what? We're back. Literally, Washington Post reporters saying that an unnamed Democrat in Congress suggested to him that unlike the United States, Iran doesn't have a crazy leader who would lead to war. That's the Washington Post. Now, I told you yesterday, I said, you know, well, fake news, CNN, we didn't get the figure, but Nicholas Sandman was paid a lot of money. Because Lynn Wood, who I know personally, I knew I got to know Lynn Wood very well because I was in Atlanta doing my my radio show in Atlanta as a local host when the bombing took place at Centennial Park, the Olympic bombing. We were the official news radio station of the Olympics. And long story short, one day I'm on the air when it when it breaks. AJC. He fits the profile of the lone bomber, Richard Jewell. No, Richard Jewell actually ended up saving people's lives. He was a hero. And Lynn Wood became his attorney. Their argument was he fit the profile of a lone bomber because he lived with his parents. Okay, he was a security guard, probably didn't make a lot of money. And, you know, we see this more and more with kids. They live at home, save money, rent's expensive. They're preparing to buy a house perhaps down the line. They do it for a whole bunch of reasons. That doesn't make you a bomber. That doesn't profile you as a bomber, the lone bomber. Anyway, he ended up getting Richard Jewell a lot of money. It didn't help him because the stress of all of this, Lynn Wood has said on this show, you know, this guy died in his 40s because of all the stress and, and what the mob and the media did to him. Taught me a valuable lesson, and it's paid off dividends big time. That's how come we're right all the time and the mob is wrong. That's how come... You know, when the issue of the Duke lacrosse case came up and even had all those professors at Duke University rushing to judgment and assume and the the big, I guess, letter or whatever they put in a newspaper, student newspaper, school newspaper, they just all rushing to judgment. Oh, they're lacrosse. They're they're athletes. They're this. They're that. Well, I didn't rush to judgment. I took the time and actually went to meet with some of the family members and parents and the kids themselves it's my own investigative work we did the same thing with Zimmerman and Trayvon I didn't rush the judgment there 
I was told very early by multiple sources in when the Ferguson, Missouri case happened. I had a lot of sources. I made a lot of calls. It's called reporting. It's called being, I am a member of the press. Yeah, we do investigative reporting as a talk show host. You know, like the deep state and vetting Obama that nobody else does. And I had sources telling me very early on, the mob and the media is dead on wrong. Multiple, a multitude, if I recall the exact word, of people witnessed what had happened with Officer Darren Wilson and the case in Ferguson, Missouri. And I was told that one eyewitness after another confirmed Officer Wilson's account and that that would all eventually be coming out. I was given it on background, so I didn't go with it. In other words, not to be no attribution, just background. Be careful. People that like me enough to to help me get it right for you, my audience. That's what happened. And the same thing happened in the Freddie Gray case. I happen to have friends in law enforcement that looking out for me. And I'm asking questions before I go on the air and say something stupid. These people, they, they peddle their lies, their conspiracy theories, they, which is so hurtful to the country because it's, you know, they'll slander, they'll smear, they'll besmirch with abandon. They don't care. Then we saw Nicholas Sandman. Now that the truth is out, I don't think any 16-year-old kid could have ever handled it more perfectly, the situation, now that we know the truth, than Nicholas Sandman. And he's there, first time in his life in Washington, D.C., and he's got to make America great hat on again. So there, whoa, trigger for the left. And then immediately, based on a 15-second clip, this whole narrative emerges about this 16-year-old kid. All of it was false. He's not a public figure. You know, it's interesting. You know, you, you look at, like, the Garker case with Charles Harder, who's a great attorney, Lynn Wood, a great attorney. They're probably the top two in the country on this particular issue. And that is, as a public figure, it's, you know, you have to prove an absence of malice. But Nicholas Sandman is he's not a public figure. Got a whole different standard. So whatever the settlement was, there was a $250 million lawsuit against CNN fake news, and they paid. Non-disclosure in terms of what the amount is. But I know Linwood, and I know it wasn't cheap. I, if I had to venture a total guess, I'm, pull, I'm, I'm actually acting now like the mob, but I'm telling you, I'm guessing. I has to be over $100 million. Linda's shaking her head, right? It's, Linwood wouldn't take less because he's going to win. Because they went on for days and days because nobody one time ever bothered to say, um, can we ask the kid what happened? Do we have any other eyewitnesses there besides the, what was it, the, the black Hebrew Israelites yeah, that, were, right. that were calling Nicholas Sandman and his fellow schoolmates racist names? And then the tape emerged, oh, Nicholas Sandman tells his fellow students, like, calm down, don't react, don't respond. Then, of course, Nathan Phillips, he was protesting there. He didn't walk up to Nathan Phillips, just the opposite of what they were telling us. Nathan Phillips walked up to him and got right in his face, banging a drum. I think it's interesting that they're quicker to defend Hunter Biden than Nicholas Sandman. And Hunter Biden's 49 years old. It's absolutely Listen, ridiculous. You see, you're, you're now, you get mad when I do quid pro quo and Joe. 
I get don't mad. get mad. I get mad that get you mad. say it. Let's play the audio. That's why because we it takes have too it. long. I can say it faster. Yeah, Quid? but it doesn't have the same effect. You're Let's not hear getting it the billion. Biden. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor. I'm not going to. I didn't want to play. It's better when we play it. Play it. Go ahead. I said I'm I not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said. I said call him. <laughs> I said I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh son of a. <laughs> got fired. Oh son of a bitch. So there, the very thing they say they're upset about fired. Anyway, so I'm just guessing now they got the NBC. You know, lawsuits. you should be happy. Washington that, Post that, that you don't sound like a sleazeball like Biden. And know, that I, I want people I to hear him in his own words. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor that, that is paying millions to my zero experience son, Hunter. You're welcome. Investigating. You know, now Democratic. All of this is so corrupt. When do they ever admit that they're wrong? When do they ever revise and extend their remarks? When do they ever say, we're sorry? We're sorry. We got it wrong. The whole Mueller-Trump-Russia collusion thing wrong. We missed the biggest corruption abuse of power story. Hannity was right the whole time. I'm, I'm waiting because they got like stalkers on CNN. You know, what's that guy's name? Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty and some, I guess his assistant or something, some guy named Oliver that keeps coming up to me whenever he sees me and says, hi, it's me. I'm like, me who? It's Oliver. Oliver who? It's Oliver over at CNN. And I go, oh, fake news. I don't know who this guy is. But they're, they're obsessive and compulsive. It's like they are stalkers at this point. Rather than try and get their own ratings up, they just bash me and bash Fox constantly, 24-7. Sean Hannity called into his own show. Let's tweet it out. Last Thursday night. Okay. Yeah, because I had information nobody else reported. They certainly weren't reporting what had actually happened. Uh, so I do their job. And it's just they don't care. This is a problem for the country. You know, now that now they're saying this about, I mean, you would think Soleimani's death is like MLK's death in America. Now we're going to promote live coverage of the burial of Soleimani? You know, the Democratic lawmakers saying that, Iran doesn't have crazy leaders, unlike the U.S. I'm not making any of this up. Avoid being Iran's lawyer. Democrats, Democratic insiders are literally begging their 2020 contenders. Don't, 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 don't be like Iran's lawyer. I mean, you have to tell them that. Oh, these are incredible times we live in. They really are. And corrupt times. And I didn't get to the war powers, but we'll get to that in the course of the program. Mitch McConnell joins us at the top of the next hour right after the news. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. 
Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. The short answer on the issue of the War Powers Act is it's unconstitutional. The 1973 War Powers Resolution was and is unconstitutional, reflecting John Bolton had a great line about this in an interview that he gave, with, I guess, with The Hill, the fundamental misunderstanding of how the Constitution allocated foreign affairs authority between the president and Congress. The resolution should be appealed. He's right. And then he wrote about this in his memoir, that that act was an example of Congress overreacting during the Watergate era. That's the whole history of it. I bore you if I did the whole history. I have it here in front of me. Um, We'll talk more about this. We'll talk about the impeachment issue. Mitch McConnell joins us next. Rare interview. And also the latest news of the day. 299 days. Best election coverage on your radio and TV dial. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. 
Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation without the irreversible consequences of deadly force? Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. But I would like to hear Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Adam, Shifty Schiff, uh, and some others. Uh, The informer that never showed up. You know, once I released the transcript, you know what happened. The informer, he never showed up. And the second whistleblower, John, whatever happened to the second whistleblower? The second whistleblower disappeared. There probably was none, or maybe we know who the second whistleblower was. Maybe we do. But he never showed up. All of a sudden, they don't talk because they were really unexpectedly met with the actual conversation, the exact conversation. So, yeah, if we do that, I would like to have those people plus others testify because it's the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on the United States government. This has gone on since the day I came down the escalator. This isn't just here. This isn't just the Ukraine hoax. This is the witch hunt. This is the whole thing with Russia that turned out to be a total fabricated plot. The ones who are guilty are the Democrats, the DNC, and all of the dirty cops that were involved that we caught. Senator, uh, Senators Lee and uh, Paul railed on this briefing just now. They yeah, said I, it was yeah, the I, worst briefing I, that they've I, ever had. I think there was a lot of concern about a game plan, mm-hmm. what, you know, yes. what we do next. But, you know, they're libertarians. Uh, the Department of Defense, I think, made a compelling case. They have all the legal authority they need to, to hit Soleimani, who was an enemy belligerent by any definition of the law that uh, if we hadn't done something and Americans had been killed, all these people would be, uh, would be uh, tarred and feathered. So 
they thought that a war powers debate might send the wrong signal to the Iranians. I think they're right. They didn't say you can't debate. I think they're overreacting, quite frankly. Go debate all you want to. I'm going to debate you. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going, to, I'm going to let people know that at this moment in time, to play this game with the poor War Powers Act, which I think is unconstitutional, is that whether you mean to or not, you're empowering the enemy. I know you don't mean to, but we live in the real world here. So debate all you want. This is a constitutional democracy, but get ready for a lively debate. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, no shortage of news uh, as it relates to the United States Senate. And uh, we're honored to have back on the program. It's been a while. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, um, I spent part of the holiday uh, reading his New York Times bestselling book. It's called uh, Long Game in the Federal Judiciary. It's now out in paperback. And the president has written the forward for this. Uh, three pages long, and the president's exactly right. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell is with us. First, let me say the work that I know uh, on the amount of judges and appointments the president has made, and you have navigated through the Senate, which can be, you know, kind of troubled waters at times, uh, has been amazing. It's transformative, actually, for the courts. Well, thank you, Sean. I think it's the single most long-lasting thing the president, with our assistance, has been able to accomplish that will make the longest impact on the country. Uh, Fifty new U.S. Circuit Court judges, which is about a fourth of all of them in the country already. Uh, we've done more working together in three years than Barack Obama, almost, well, slightly fewer than Obama did in eight years, so <clears throat> we'll surpass in four years, what he did in eight, and I think it'll, it'll be a lasting uh, contribution of significance from the Trump years. You know, I like the line the president used in the forward to your book. He said, transforming the federal judiciary is the ultimate long game, and he's even expressed surprise at, at how many vacancies Obama left for him that you that he has now been filling left and right. Well, of course, I was in charge of the agenda the last two years of the Obama administration. And I think it's probably not incorrect to say that we were not rapidly uh, filling vacancies with Obama appointments the last two years. Let me read a headline. Uh, Report McConnell's win keeping GOP senators united amid impeachment were months in the making. And I know Nancy Pelosi, for whatever reason, is now being called out even by our Democratic Senate colleagues, Diane Feinstein among them, literally said these words, if it's serious and urgent, as they had claimed, why they had the rush impeachment in the House, send them over. If it isn't, don't send them over. And she's been joined by Chris Murphy, Joe Manchin, Angus King, Doug Jones, Blumenthal in Connecticut, and John Tester and Chris Coons, all saying it's time we get on with it. Um, you have said that you would adopt the same rules that the Senate passed unanimously. For President Bill Clinton's impeachment in 1999, tell us where you think this stands now. Well, I think that's what we'll do when we finally get the papers. And I think you correctly pointed out that the, the you know the resistance is cracking in, among Senate Democrats who understand that it's now time for us uh, to take this up. And it was never envisioned that the House of Representatives would impeach somebody and then just sit on it and not transmit the papers. So I, I believe Pelosi is going to go on and do that. I think she's under enormous pressure now from Senate Democrats to send the papers on over. And we'll get started. 
And I think we all know how it's going to end. The president's not going to be removed from office. If we do end up uh, calling witnesses, which could well happen, I assure you it won't just be the witnesses that the uh, Democrats want to call. It'll be ones that they'd rather not uh, hear from. Uh, and you, you can just imagine. Well, I would name Adam Schiff. I'd name the whistleblower, non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. I think we could probably add uh, Joe and Hunter to the list. I mean, the list would be pretty obvious, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that's 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 exactly right. If we go down the witness path, everybody should understand it won't just be the witnesses the Democrats want to hear from. Uh, are you as surprised as many in the country that she's basically trying to dictate the United States Senate uh, how you ought to do your business? Because, you know, look, the Constitution is pretty clear as it relates to the impeachment clause, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 5 of Anybody is following along at home in the House of Representatives. They have the sole power of impeachment. Uh, And as for the Senate's role, uh, you are to conduct the trial. It's not that difficult. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I thought was laughable, Sean, was that she thought she had some kind of leverage here by withholding something, frankly, that a lot of us are not anxious to do anyway. I mean, it brought a smile to my face to, to try to figure out what leverage uh, she thought she had. And um, look, she doesn't have any leverage and she'll come up with some excuse uh, to send the papers on over in the next couple of days. That's my prediction. Yeah. Um, It's funny that they rushed all this through. Uh, 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 There's two articles here, you know, and neither one of them make any sense. Abuse of power. What does that mean? We watched, for example, maybe you can help clarify some of this for our audience but uh their role as i just said is they go forward with the impeachment abuse of power obstruction because the the president the executive branch dared to seek remedy from the judicial branch when there was a conflict with the legislative branch which is by the way in the supreme court has agreed to take it up so they would just have to wait for obviously for that decision the case that the Democrats made House managers will be chosen. They will be given if we're going to follow the 99 model of the Clinton impeachment. They will present their case. There was only one fact witness that I identified, Ambassador Sondland, and his testimony was exculpatory for the president. All the other witnesses in the Schiff and Nadler committees were either opinion witnesses or hearsay witnesses. Now, I would imagine the federal rules of evidence would apply with the chief justice presiding. Am I wrong on that? Really, I don't know. You know, this is not like a real trial. This is a political process. Uh, If you had a real trial, none of us would be qualified to sit in the jury because we all have opinions. (laughs) So it is it is a hybrid uh, created just for this situation that is really not like a real trial. Um, It looks that way because you have this chief justice in the chair. But you can see why the founders put the chief justice in the chair, because the vice president uh, could potentially be the beneficiary of a presidential ouster, so you wouldn't want to have him presiding. So it's it's an odd proceeding, not replicated anywhere else. By the way, Chuck you Schumer know. said exactly what you just said back in 1999, that he was not an objective player in this, that he had opinions in this. Let me play it for you. This is not a criminal trial, but this is something that the Founding Fathers decided to put in a body that was susceptible to the whims of politics. Also, it's not like a jury box in the sense that people will call us and lobby us. 
You don't wow. have jurors called what? and lobbied and things like that. I mean, it's, it's quite different than a jury. Today, we are upping the ante. The president could be removed from office over a matter that most Americans feel doesn't come close to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors as written in our Constitution. I expect history will show that we've lowered the bar on impeachment so much. We have broken the seal on this extremely extreme, extreme penalty so cavalierly that it will be used as a routine tool to fight political battles. My fear is that when a Republican wins the White House, Democrats will demand payback. Wow, looks like they're looking for their payback, Senator. What are your thoughts on his comments that from 98-99? Well, yeah, that was Schumer back uh, back in 98-99. You know, talk about being disqualified. He he was actually running for the Senate promising to vote to acquit the president. So, you know, they gave me a bunch of grief by saying I wasn't impartial on this. Honestly, I don't think there's anybody in the Senate who's impartial about it. Uh, almost everyone has made up their minds. They've already announced it in many instances. And so we shouldn't pretend this is something that it isn't. Impeachment is a political matter, not a judicial matter. The House made a political decision, and not a single Republican supported uh, impeachment. The Senate will make a largely partisan decision in the end, I suspect, as well. So let's don't get confused here. There's nothing wrong with people saying how they feel about it. I certainly intend to and will continue to do so. If the sole power to impeach, that power rests in the House of Representatives and the trials to take place in the Senate, and the House managers present their case to the U.S. Senate, and again, the Chief Justice presiding, then my question is, they present their case. They had their witnesses, they, they, their basis for their impeachment. Um, if you brought in other new witnesses that they either didn't call or viewed as being protected under executive privilege, which will be resolved by the judiciary, the U.S. Supreme Court, probably sometime by June, then the question is, why would the Senate do the House's job and then go deeper if they can't present the case themselves, considering that's their constitutional role? That's a very good point. Um, basically, what Schumer's trying to do is to pursue witnesses the House never seriously pursued. They didn't go to court to try to compel uh, anyone to come. They were in such a hurry uh, to get this done before Christmas. They did a slapdash, you know, kind of halfway uh, job, pondered it over to us, at least they will do that soon, and expect us to, um, to, to not make a decision based on the record that they built, but to build a whole new record. Mm -hmm. And we'll be debating all of that at some point uh, during the impeachment uh, trial. What I'm hoping is that we can at least get forward, go forward before we get into all the witness stuff, go forward, listen to the House managers, listen to the president's lawyers, have a period of questioning uh, of both sides uh, before we get into the issue of witnesses. And if we go down the witness path, I assure um, all of the people who support the president, it won't, it, it won't just be a list of witnesses that uh, we think will be hostile to the president. It'll, it'll, um, it'll be both. 
In my opinion, that would be lending credibility to what it's been an entirely corrupt, unjust, unfair process. Everything that Newt Gingrich afforded Bill Clinton in 98 and his attorneys in 98, none of that was afforded President Trump. Let me ask you and get your thoughts on the killing of Soleimani. And I know that there are some now talking about the War Powers Act and resolutions, et cetera. And Mike Lee was apparently offended yesterday. But more importantly, um, even General Petraeus, his comments are very interesting to me. Somebody I admire a lot and take uh, uh, his opinion seriously. He thought this was bigger than bin Laden and el-Baghdadi. And I wanted to get your thoughts on the killing of Soleimani, number one, and why this was important. Well, it's extremely important. This is probably the, you know, the most heinous killer walk in the face of the earth at the moment, who is, as we all know, we've been following this guy for a long time, been in charge of providing IEDs that have killed and maimed U.S. servicemen, estimated directly responsible for four to 600 U.S. service uh, people losing their lives. This is this is a real bad guy. The president did the right thing. Um, he didn't need to give us advance notice. Let me tell you how, uh, Sean, I handled uh, when President Obama's team uh, killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, number one, I was part of the Gang of Eight then, supposed to be in a prior position for notice. I was not notified in advance. I was notified afterwards. What was my reaction? I said, congratulations, great job, and issued a public statement supporting it. All right, Senator Mitch McConnell, stay right there. We'll continue to keep you on the line. Uh, New forward in his release of his bestseller uh, about transforming the judiciary called Long Game. Uh, We'll put it up on Hannity.com. Quick break, right back, we'll continue. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, everybody, your friend Sean Hannity here with a message that is all about your safety. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, your loved ones, well, it's not about having a firearm. It's about understanding the continuum of force philosophy. Now, picture this. A situation arises where you or a loved one are threatened. Now, instinct may drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. Now, what if there was a way to effectively defend yourself, de-escalate a situation, without the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter Burner, B-Y-R-N-A. It is the less lethal pistol launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate attackers for up to 40 minutes. Burner is legal in all 50 states. No background check is required and can be shipped right to your door. Now, Burner is proudly American, manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. 
Just go to burner.com slash Hannity. Right now, you'll get 10% off. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, staying with us. All the news, obviously, now all focus is on the U.S. Senate. Uh, we put up on Hannity.com. Uh, he has now out his bestseller, Long Game, in paperback. The president has now written a forward for the paperback and rightly saying transforming the federal judiciary is the ultimate long game. As we continue with Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader. And on the issue, I think the president was dead on in his comments in the forward. He makes the point that transforming the federal judiciary is the ultimate and long game, and it is. Um, because this now impacts the country now for generations. Um, I, I want, on the issue of killing Soleimani, I thought the president, and I want to get your thoughts, showed, I, I, and I know the media and I know Democrats have created their own little cartoon caricature of the president that I know not to be true, and, and I know a fact it's not true, but it, that he's impetuous, that he, he's, he doesn't show restraint, but... We had two U.S. drones shot down by the Iranians. He didn't act. The president watched as tankers were being taken hostage in the narrow straits of Hormuz, where a third of the world's oil supply passes through daily. He acted. He didn't act then. Um, We also saw the attack on the Saudi oil fields unprovoked, and that was done to impact the lifeblood of the world's economy, which is oil. Um, The president didn't act there. The president drew a line in the sand. Contractors were killed at the end of December. Military personnel were hurt. It was all led by the Iranian-funded group Hezbollah. Then they went into our embassy, and the president acted expeditiously so we wouldn't have another Benghazi. And then, when he had the shot at the guy that was orchestrating all the murdering of our troops in Iraq and all this terror, he took the shot. I, I, I can't believe that's been politicized but let's talk about the president that you work with every day were you surprised at the amount of patience that he showed the iranians because i frankly was yeah he was more patient frankly than i might have been had i been in his uh, position uh look he did the right thing it should have been applauded on a bipartisan basis Uh, joe lieberman the other day in the wall street journal made that point that uh, you know why why was this viewed decisively. I think it's because of the Trump derangement syndrome that almost all the Democrats are suffering from these days that don't even allow them to compliment the president when he does the right thing. Um, If the Democratic president had done this, believe me, they'd have all been applauding. And the difference is us Republicans would have applauded as well. 
You mentioned Joe Lieberman. I've been friends with Senator Lieberman for a long time. I've had my disagreements. He was once the vice presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. The Joe Lieberman that I know and that I knew, I don't see any of that in this modern new radical Democratic Party that would spend in 10 years $94 trillion on a new green deal, no more oil or gas or combustion engine, and everything's free, and another $52 trillion in 10 years on Medicare for all and no choice of private insurance. What do you see being on the inside? What has happened to the Democratic Party that had at least some reasonable figures in it? I think they've gone hard left, Sean. Um, and, you know, what What they'll do, if, if the next time they get the whole government, if they do, uh, they'll make the District of Columbia a state. That'll p- provide two sort of permanent Democratic senators. Uh, they'll alter the makeup of the federal courts uh, to try to diminish uh, the success the president's had in uh, reforming uh, the courts with strict constructionists. Uh, they'll pass Medicare for All, which is basically socialized medicine. They'll do that all if the next time they get control of the government. That's why the president's reelection is absolutely essential, as well as holding the Senate so that we can still confirm the president's outstanding nominees to the courts. With that said, I think you would probably agree that the need for cloture, supermajority would probably go away if the Democrats ever took control of the Senate chamber again. And I know the president might have a slight disagreement with you on that issue. I know you take a different position as it relates to judges, um, but you want to hold on to that tradition. Why? Well, look, um, the supermajority on legislation is the essence of of the Senate. And uh, the president now, I think, more fully understands Uh, what could happen when the other side gets control. And so I think the executive calendar, that is the approval of personnel, over 1,200 executive branch appointments that come to us uh, in the course of a presidency, all should be handled with a simple majority. I don't think that's true with legislation. And if Schumer didn't respect that um, age-old rule of the Senate, uh, they could run roughshod over conservatism for as long as they were in power with the majority in the House, the Senate, and the White House. Pretty dire prediction. You seem we, to have a very good... Sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> you seem to have a very good working relationship with the president. I would argue, and I've known him probably as long as anybody in media, 25 years at least, and I told my conservative friends, and many of them didn't believe me, that he would govern as a conservative, and I believe I've been proven right on just about every issue. Um, Like usual, Senator, I put my neck on the line on my opinions, but I usually end up being correct, thank God. But here's my question. He's an outsider. He's a disruptor. He's an iconoclast. He will never be that establishment figure. Now, it's my belief that the American people have adjusted to the new style because he's getting a lot of good things done. How is your relationship with him personally? Because you work closely with him. What have you, you discovered about the Donald Trump that maybe the public doesn't know? Well, he, he's got, you know, a really good mind, good political instincts, and he's done a good job. I mean, we've, we've been uh, in the trenches together on judges, on tax reform, on regulatory reform. I support what he's doing on um, uh, foreign policy and the buildup in the Defense Department. Uh, he's had an excellent record. Look at the economy. I mean, 
the best economy in 50 years. The president clearly deserves uh, re-election. If he's a little different from the people who've occupied the office in the past, so what? I think what we're interested in is results. And the president, I think, has a lot of results to point to in the 2020 election. Last question, Senator. I've watched a couple of videos now. One was in, and I happen to be fond of your your wife. I know her, know her, I've met her, I've interviewed her. And I watched one particular point. You're just at a diner in Kentucky and, you know, just hanging out uh, with the people of Kentucky and, and eating breakfast or lunch or whatever it was. And you have these people now that have been stalking and attacking you and your family. Um, relatively new, but seemingly more dangerous than ever before. How do you see, yeah. how has that impacted your life? Well, it's a shame. I mean, it's, it, um, I, I, I read Justice uh, Gorsuch's uh, book, and he, thought, he said he thought the biggest problem we had in the country was the, the, the lack of civility. In a civil society, you know, you have a regular debate with people you disagree with. Uh, what many of us have been subjected to are these uh, outrageous people who come in and want to scream at you and um, have embarrassing incidences. You know, maybe it makes them feel better, but it seems like we've sort of lost our ability to uh, to discuss issues in a competent way and uh, to, to conduct our own affairs with civility. So... I agree with Justice Gorsuch. I think that's a that's a problem in today's America, and I hope this is a phase that we will all get past sometime soon. Senator Mitch McConnell's with us, and uh, his his now best selling book out in paperback, "Long Game in the Federal Judiciary," with a forward now written by the president by President Trump. I particularly liked your afterward. Um, when you went into great specificity and detail, and more specifically about the importance of the courts and, and some other issues that you address, um, it's, for me, it's informative because it brings people inside the process of what I think Donald Trump labeled correctly, transforming the federal judiciary as the ultimate long game. And on that single one issue, Senator, you have had a profound effect on the future of the country. I know you don't do a lot of interviews. Uh, we do appreciate the extra time you've given us. Thanks for being with us. And we're going to watch very closely, obviously, in the next couple of weeks, what's going to happen in the Senate. Thanks again, Sean. We'll be okay. It's all going to work out all right in the end. The president's going to get reelected. Uh, okay. I'll take that outcome. 299 <laughs> days, Senator, but who's counting? Not me. I'm not counting. Yeah, right. All right. Thanks, the good You know what the good news is? We, the people, get the final say. The people get to decide, and my guess is they shocked the world again. Um, Senator, thank you. All right, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, let's go to our busy phones. All right, also swing state, a lot of swing state people today. As we check in in Ohio, Ben, no Republican has won the White House without the Buckeye State. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. It's a real honor and pleasure to be on uh, your show today. If I can just tell you one quick story. My uh, 97-year-old grandpa passed away this past year, and one of my favorite memories during Christmas time is watching your show and O'Reilly and all the good Fox News shows with the volume turned up to about 75. So, <laughs> By the way, I'm with, Jeff, I'm with him. Yeah, I've been doing radio. Friend. I've had cans on my head for 31 years. Um, well, 97, God bless him. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We, uh, we should all live so long. World War II. 
Vietnam and Korea vet. So, uh, heck of a wow. guy. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like an American hero to me. He was a, he was a good grandpa. Isn't that the best? I, you know, I do miss my grand, my grandfather. I used to drive him crazy. My grandfather had a tattoo for when he served in the Navy. And I go, Grandpa, I'm young. I'm just, I was always a wise guy. Grandpa, I love that tattoo. He, had, he came from Ireland. You're a damn fool you are. You're a damn fool if you do that. I'm going to get one just like you. And I drive him nuts. Try, that drove him over the, the, that sent him over the edge every time. I believe it. Yeah, he, uh, he was not a fan of my tattoo, so. There you go. Well, I never got it, so I'm too chicken. Anyway, wh what else you got today? What's going on in the Buckeye uh, State? So what, what I want to call about, yeah, I've noticed when you, when you swipe right on your phone, you get all the news. They always kind of make it seem like this guy was a good guy. This guy, we killed in Iran, saw money. And I, I spent two years as an EOD team leader. I'm sorry, 10 years as an EOD team leader uh, overseas, disarming roadside bombs. And we experienced firsthand exactly what guys like him and, and, and the Iranian influence that they had on IEDs in Iraq and Afghanistan and the sophistication that grew over the years. I just don't think that people really appreciate, you know, you hear the news, yes, guy was responsible for killing Americans, but I don't think people really realize how um, he, he did it and, and what we dealt with on the ground and how, and how efficient those devices became over the years. And it, for me personally, I'm retired now. It's, it's really good to know he's not there anymore. Look, it's now in our hands. Now think about this. We all stand on the shoulders of our parents and our grandparents, right? And and in the case of my parents and grandparents, they were just they were poor, hardworking people and the working men and women. That's I mean, I have such an affinity for the people that that do all of the living and working and building in this country. It's sort of like I, I watch once a year. I watched it over Christmas. It's a wonderful life. You know, well, they might be whatever to you, Mr. Potter, but not to my dad. My dad believed that. You know, if somebody's going to work and bleed for their country and fight and live and pay taxes, they ought to be able to do it in a decent home with a bath and, and a decent neighborhood. I mean, it's, it's the people that make this country great. I, I mean, I know everyone, we, we kind of always focus on the New York and the D.C. and the L.A. and San Francisco, but the rest of the country is filled with people that do all of the building, manufacturing, hard work, that makes this country the great country it is. And, and we have the freedom to pursue our dreams and, and build for our own families in the process. I agree. I, since I retired, I've worked in, in manufacturing and in aviation and uh, in the steel industry. And I have the honor of being a union manager now and uh, doing maintenance. And uh, just, just I have salt of the earth people working for me, and I'm very blessed for the way everything's turned out. Pretty happy. All right. Thanks for a good call. God bless your grandfather. Sorry about your loss. Um, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we've got a lot to get to. Some breaking news with Kim Strassel, Sean Davis at the top of the hour. Uh, quick break. Right back. And your calls. Final half hour. Sean Hannity Show. All right. News roundup and information overload hour. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, it just keeps getting worse. But the entire... Well, I guess scheme, plan, corrupt, uh, uh, you know, where was the urgency? It's so urgent. We have urgency of impeachment. She kept telling everybody, announcing the impeachment inquiry, that she wanted this done expeditiously. We can't wait for the courts to weigh in, she said, meaning Nancy Pelosi. The Judiciary Committee's report declared we must act immediately. The compromised, corrupt, congenital liar starring in the shift show 
arguing it is an urgent matter that cannot wait if we are to protect the nation's security and integrity of our elections. Nadler, impeachment, a matter of urgency. And it goes on and on and on. Now, even Dianne Feinstein, uh, if it's so urgent, if we're going to do it, send them over. I don't see what good delay does. Chris Murphy, I think the time has passed. She should send them over. Mansion, I think it needs to start. Angus King, it's time for the speaker to send the articles. Doug Jones, Alabama, hoping Pelosi will soon submit the articles of impeachment. Most people are ready to get moving. Blumenthal, Tester, Senator Coons, time to get on with it. Same thing. Uh, Why won't they send? What happened to the urgency? Well, they have no case. They're the ones that made a non-impeachment case. And they have no case, so they're like, um, well, maybe we will let the Senate do our job. Well, they, that's not what the Senate's job is, as Mitch McConnell discussed earlier uh, on this program today. Sean Davis, co-founder, Federalist, Kim Strassel, Wall Street Journal columnist. We have some other news we're going to get to on the deep state in a minute. Uh, but first, Sean, we'll start with you and your reaction to all of this. You know, it, it's kind of been shocking to watch the whole spectacle unfold. We, we know that Pelosi seems to have been bullied into impeachment from the beginning by the squad and by the left-wing base of her conference in the House. Um, and then to watch it actually unfold, they had no case to hide everything in the basement of the Capitol to keep stuff secret. And then when they said there was a dire threat, that he was an urgent threat to American national security that had to be dealt with, they then... Uh, they, they did nothing for, for three, four weeks. They're still doing nothing. It is remarkable to me how incompetently and poorly it's been handled as a political matter by the Dems. Somehow they keep making each decision, which for them is the most painful and most damaging one possible. Uh, the smart thing for them to, be, to do at this point would be to just cut bait and move on. But I don't think they can pull that off with the left wingers in their conference. I, I tend to agree with Sean Kim Strassel. Your take on this. Well, look, Nancy Pelosi has two problems here. The first is she did want this done urgently. She wanted it done by November. Uh, the problem is, is that it just got delayed and delayed. And because of the farcical way in which they had done it in the basement, and then they had to stage that hearing with Nadler to bring in the experts, got pushed along to the point where now it's January. And Nancy Pelosi is aware that she has five Democratic senators who are all running for the presidency, uh, who are going to have to take all of January off and come back to sit for a trial. So she doesn't want necessarily to put them in in that position. You had Cory Booker today actually say, look, if this happens and I have to go back for a trial, I might have to drop out of the race. I can't do fundraising. I can't be involved. So that's one problem. Or other problem is from the very beginning, Nancy Pelosi has always understood that the end result of this is acquittal in the Senate. And she's in no hurry to give President Trump that victory. And so she's sitting on it. The problem, though, is it's beginning to look extremely cynical. Well, cynical, I mean, it just is who they are, what they do, and their obsession. Both of you have done a very deep, compelling dive every step of the way on the issues of the corruption, abuse of power, the the 1% in the intel community. No matter how many times I say it, well, you didn't trust the intel community in the last three years. I'm like, yeah, I did. The 99%, not the 1% that abused power and turned the 
powerful tools of intelligence we entrust them with to protect us on the American people illegally, like the lying FISA applications. It's beyond bewildering to me at times where people go. But there are two articles out. One is in The Federalist and the second in The Hill. It appears if you look at all of this, and by the way, I mean, Kim Strassel's book, she did a great job how Trump haters are breaking America. I thought it was amazing. Anyway, it appears Stefan Halper or his handler exaggerated the circumstances of Halper's mid-July 2016 meeting with Donald Trump campaign advisor Carter Page, raising more questions about Halper's role in Spygate. The Federalist did ask Carter Page whether the Inspector General report, which documented 17, it breaks down into 50-some-odd significant inaccuracies and omissions, in the secret surveillance applications accurately portrayed his various interactions with Halper. And according to the IG report, after the launch of what we now know to be Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI did in fact task Halper as a confidential human source targeting Page, Papadopoulos, and Sam Clovis. And Halper's handling agent told the IG it was serendipitous that Source 2, the moniker they used for Halper, had contacts with three of the four subjects, including Carter Page, and they couldn't believe their luck. And the handling agent noted upon learning that Halper knew Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, and had crossed paths with Page weeks before. Sean, let's get to your piece first in The Federalist. Isn't it curious how all these coincidences stack up? And that IG report, for those who read it, I I think was pretty eye-opening in how it confirmed so so much of what many of us had said for years, which was basically that much of this surveillance and this operation against the Trump campaign waged by the FBI was done under false pretenses. One thing that was in the IG report that Democrats uh, glommed onto was this suggestion that everything was uh, okay and kosher and how the FBI case was opened against Trump, which isn't really what the IG report said, which led Barr and both Durham to come out and say, you know what, we're not sure this thing was properly predicated. And the piece today in The Federalist from, from Margot Cleveland gets into that. Long before that case was opened, Stephen Halper, who was prior to that and became after that a confidential human source for the FBI, was sniffing around the Carter Page camp, inviting him to events. And in one case, he even told the FBI, uh, a claim which Carter Page denies, that Carter Page offered him a job on the Trump campaign. It's just fascinating to me that the more we learn, even given everything we know, the worse the FBI and the intelligence apparatus look. And I, for one, can't wait until Durham finishes his investigation and we can actually get all the answers to our questions about what happened in 2016 and beyond. And what's your take on this, Kim Strassel? I mean, what I love about Kim, uh, Kimberly Strassel is she reads all this stuff. She reads it in detail. <laughs> John, the problem with the IG report, in my mind, and it did a good job on many aspects of this, but it basically started the narrative on July 31st, 2016, which is when the FBI says it officially opened its counterintelligence investigation. There was lots of stuff going on before that, and we still don't know the answers to it. And it's one of the narratives I lay out in my book is you go back, you've got former uh, Attorney General Loretta Lynch acknowledging that Jim Comey came to her in the spring and said, hey, we've got eyes on Carter Page, who's working for the Trump campaign. Okay, so the 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 same Carter Page that we now know to have been working for years, the CIA, that Carter Page? That one. And this conversation looks to have happened just a few weeks after Carter Page was brought on to the Trump campaign. 
So what was the FBI doing all the way back then? Nobody has ever given an explanation. Uh, you know, and, and what was Halper being asked to do at that point? Who else did he know? What are the connections with British intelligence? Uh, what are the connections with outside groups like Fusion GPS? Stuff was happening in the spring. We still don't know what it was. Um, it may have involved intelligence agencies as well, too, domestically. This is what Durham's looking at and what we still need the answers to. Well, and I think when we get to the bottom of it, I mean, just look at the words, Sean Davis, of the attorney general. Yes, that would be spying. Um, We now know that both Durham and the attorney general Barr have been spending quite a bit of time, apparently, with some friendly uh, countries, Western European allies like Italy and Great Britain, and apparently a lot of contact with Australia as well. And now the question is whether or not the outsourcing of intelligence gathering, spying on American citizens, maybe even a candidate, a president-elect and a president, uh, took place to circumvent American law by top intel people, not the 99% that I always distinguish between. Right. It's it's fascinating when you look at a key character uh, named Joseph Mifsud, who is allegedly the guy who kicked off this thing based on a conversation he had with George Papadopoulos, which was then relayed to an Australian diplomat and then eventually to the FBI, were told that that's what started this investigation. And ahead of that IG report coming out, there are a couple leaks, uh, mainly to the Washington Post, claiming that the IG would say that Missoud, uh, he wasn't being used to set up anything, he wasn't an asset in any way. But when you actually look into the, the IG report, what the inspector general found uh, was, one, that Missoud wasn't uh, anywhere in the FBI's books as a source, anything after that was completely redacted. And so what we suspect, I think along with uh, a lot of other people, is that this character who is central to the whole narrative against the Trump campaign was actually working with, on behalf of, or perhaps unwittingly for, some sort of Western intelligence agency. And when you look at what, what he was doing, with what Halper was doing, with uh, so many of these meetings that were held overseas, it paints a pretty clear picture uh, that there is a lot of intel nonsense going on, potentially involving our intelligence agencies, but definitely involving uh, so-called friendly governments helping with it. And, and we all deserve answers on this. We, we deserve them now. It's, it's absurd it's taken this long, uh, but we deserve them now, a full accounting of everything that happened. Well, it's coming quickly. If I had to guess sometime, and I guess, you know, justice, the wheels of justice move slowly, especially if you're being complete and thorough. And but from what I understand, and my sources have told me repeatedly, Durham and Barr have made incredible strides in getting to the bottom of the origins of this witch hunt and other issues. Stay right there. Sean Davis, Kimberly Strassel, Wall Street Journal. We continue. Sean Davis, co-founder of The Federalist, Kim Strassel, Wall Street Journal columnist. Her best-selling book, Resistance at All Cost, How Trump Haters Are Breaking America. Well, we'll actually find out in 299 days, Kimberly Strassel. But going back, Devin Nunes was on uh, with Laura Ingram last night on the Fox News Channel. I happen to be very fond of the work that he was proven to be correct in the Nunes report. And we know that the congenital liar... And compromised, corrupt Adam Schiff basically told lies in his report. Well, they, they barely used the dirty dossier. How is it, Kimberly, that your colleagues in the media mob and these people in Congress that just lie, they never apologize, retract, revise and extend remarks. They never, they just dig into the next group of lies. And it seems to work for them, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, that is was one of the most important aspects of the IG report out that we were talking about, is that he did not say so in so many words, but he basically said Democrats and the media purposely misled the country. Well, I, I should say at least the Democrats did. Uh, Adam Schiff saw all of the same documents that Devin Nunes did, and yet he presented a narrative that was absolutely false. And the media mob, as you were talking about, chose to rely on him despite a proven track record of overstating things or, again, misleading the country. And and so you have this embarrassing spectacle. Nobody has yet apologized. I don't necessarily expect them to. But but uh, this is terrible for the media industry, uh, and it's why so many Americans have lost all faith in so many of these outlets. Last 15 seconds, Sean Davis. Yeah, I, I think it's about time we do something about the unholy alliance between the media and the deep state, because without that, this entire hoax could never have been perpetrated, and somebody there needs to be accountable to make sure it doesn't happen again. All right, thank you both for being with us, Kimberly Strassel and Sean Davis. Let me play again here what we've been playing earlier in the program, and that is, oh, let's listen to the hypocrite, and even Mitch McConnell pointed it out, Chuck Schumer ran on not convicting Bill Clinton from 98 and 99, the best of Schumer, the hypocrite. This is not a criminal trial, but this is something that the founding fathers decided to put in a body that was susceptible to the whims of politics. And also, it's not like a jury box in the sense that People will call us and lobby us. You don't uh, have jurors called what? and lobbied and things like that. I mean, it's, it's quite different than a jury. Today, we are upping the ante. The president could be removed from office over a matter that most Americans feel doesn't come close to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors as written in our Constitution. I expect history will show that we've lowered the bar on impeachment so much we have broken the seal on this extremely stream, stream penalty so cavalierly that it will be used as a routine tool to fight political battles. My fear is that when a Republican wins the White House, Democrats will demand payback. Oh, I guess it's payback time because that was Schumer in 98, the first cut of him in 99. Oh, wow. What a difference here. You know, you got, uh, you know, Schumer panned because the Clinton impeachment testimony called theater. Oh, now he wants witnesses in the Trump trial. I mean, it's just like, you know, Gerald Nadler didn't even did not even want Ken Starr's report. That was under the old independent counsel statute. He didn't even want it released. Oh, now, oh, we've got to release everything. Although when they change the independent counsel statute, now I have the special counsel. There's no obligation to release a single page of what Robert Mueller put out. But we want everything. We want the underlying materials. We want the Hannity 302s. Oh, that's going to help him out a lot. You know, from people that they determined that lied uh, to them. Let's find out what they say about Hannity. I mean, you can't look, Linda's laughing because, you know, it's true. It's it's so dumb. It's so hypocritical. I mean, I don't know whether to laugh or cry sometimes. The crying part is because it's all serious. This is our country here. And there's in, in their twisted, sick, psychotic rage. I wish there was some medication we could offer them. But I don't think anything that is going to help these people. Oh, I have the perfect uh, medication. What's the perfect medication? Retirement. Goodbye. Maybe, well, yeah, that's true, but you and I both know that 99, 98% of incumbents win re-election because the one thing Democrats and Republicans do agree on is gerrymandering. You know, I have a real issue with Pelosi in particular because this is a woman 
who wanted us to pass health care. And we did because we had to pass the bill to find out what was in it. And we were in such a big hurry to have the impeachment hearings all throughout the Christmas holiday because such a sense of urgency with the president. And now she's sitting on the articles because she wants to know how the Senate's going to do their job. That's none of her business. She's not in the Senate. She's in Congress. Yeah, that's not her, her constitutional role. That would be the Senate's. And Mitch McConnell, he seems, you know, pretty comfortable with the idea. We'll do what we did with Clinton. And first, we're going to let the Democrats, the House managers, whoever she chooses. I wonder if she's going to put in the congenital liar. I doubt it. I wonder if the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar Adam Schiff is going to lead the House managers in presenting their case. After all, after all he led the audition behind closed door witness uh, moments. Let's see who's going to be the best public witness. And remember, he still, I don't think, has released all of those transcripts, which is interesting. And then then they, when we had the shift show publicly, and unfortunately, they only had one fact witness, a lot of opinion, a lot of hearsay witnesses, but only one fact witness. And that fact witness offered information exculpatory towards the president. So they've got, they know they've got a bad, they, they know what they did has now gone to overreach. And that's why you see Senate Democrats a little bit more sober than their House colleagues recognizing the horrific position that the House has put them in. They're going to lose. They're going to lose badly. And some of them may lose their jobs over it. So uh, if it's so urgent, like they claim, send them over. Who knows what they'll do? You know, Schumer, you go back, Schumer, back in the day, Impeachment double standard. Historically speaking, you're also voting against admitting new evidence in the Senate trial. Whoopsie daisy. What's what's different saying in 99 if I don't want any evidence, want no new witnesses? You know, it's like you can't make this stuff up half the time. Then you say, oh, I will do it. The difference is actually Newt Gingrich was fair. Newt Gingrich, they didn't afford one consideration that Newt Gingrich and Republicans in 98 afforded Bill Clinton and his attorneys at the time. You pick the date. We'll give you any date you want. Take as long as you need. Yes, you can bring witnesses. Yes, you can cross-examine. Yes, you can present evidence. Yes, you can object to evidence. All of that was there for them. All right, let's get to our phones here. As promised, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We have a lot of swing state uh, callers today. Laura is in North Carolina. Got to win North Carolina for Republican to win. How are you, Laura? Glad you called. Happy New Year. Hey, hey, Sean. Um, I'm not glad that we're a swing state, but um, uh, the reason I'm calling, obviously, impeachment um, is uh, everything you said is true. Um, I'm calling because I am absolutely furious and I am scared. The reason I'm furious is because of the reaction to the killing of um, Soleimani. I'm a daughter of a United States Air Force colonel from intelligence and a mother of a son that's about to uh, go to uh, to basic training. Um, my dad was in the position of uh, having to put people in position to die for our country. And it's something that he cheers up at now. Um, Trump got information, same information, great information from our um, uh, uh, community and acted on it based on history. And even if Soleimani had not been planning something in the future, he had earned his death from 20 years of American blood on his hands. 
um, Trump did exactly the right and the very hard, hard thing. And Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and all the idiots that are running for president should be calling Trump and saying, you know, I don't agree with you. I'm running against you, but I'm just going to say thank you for saving American lives and some of those voters, those crazy voters that are going to vote for me. And they didn't. And they're trying to make this all about them. Ilhan Omar giggling in the background. And I am just frustrated. The reason I'm scared is not because of Trump or the Iranians. I'm scared because of the media, who is now not DNC TV, but I Iranian TV for us in America. And I'm scared that this has gotten out of control. And if Trump does not win, we're we're doomed as a nation. Look, I'm not going to lie in terms of I I think we're on the brink. Uh, I remember what I said when it was Obama made the tough call to get bin Laden and meaning to execute the mission. My my only criticism at the time was there was so much controversy. Only three people had been waterboarded. Only three. And the intelligence that led us to the courier that led us to bin Laden happened because of Bush Cheney policies of enhanced interrogation, which I think are the right policies. And and that's where Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, one of the three, were involved. And, and I talked to Jose Rodriguez. He was in the room at the time. They had doctors there when they were waterboarding these guys. It's meant to scare the living hell out of you. That's what it's designed. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, of course. That's the idea to get them to talk. And well, that I'm, a did- Christ- I'm, I'm a Christian woman and I am an American and torture. Yes. It's awful. But, you know, burning up a Jordanian um, fighter pilot and chopping up people with machetes, all the stuff that they do to their own people, our people and um, our NATO allies. um, I think that's a little um, more than waterboarding with doctors in the room and the intelligence that we need to keep ourselves and not only the West, uh, our NATO partners safe. We need to do it. So Listen, listen my- it, it got us Bin Laden. You got to give credit to Obama. One of the few things I thought he did that was dead on right and, and gutsy. It was a gutsy decision, but it wouldn't have happened but for enhanced interrogation, which is my point. Now, here's a way to look at enhanced interrogation. Um, anybody out there listening to this show that has kids, okay, two guys come into your house, they take your child, and they're running out of the house. You race out to go save your child. You tackle one of the two. The other one gets away with your child. Now, you've got that guy in custody. What are you going to do to get the information? Or what wouldn't you do to get the information of where his partner in crime is taking your kidnapped child? I don't think there'd be a whole lot that I wouldn't consider doing in that moment and uh i wouldn't feel bad about it is that a does that bring it home because yeah, if, you make, if you make a choice to be a terrorist and do those things then you need to expect that you're going to be maybe treated a way to give the information because these are acts against humanity and people call trump hitler these people are hitler times a hundred look radical islamists have made it clear that's why we can't. A day of reckoning is coming. Prime Minister Netanyahu, and by the way, thank you for a good call, Laura, has made it clear. We're the, we're the big Satan. Israel's the little Satan. These mullahs, in their radicalism, their fanaticism, they think God and their theocracy is instructing them and will reward them for killing the infidels. That's a pretty ugly, twisted ideology that if you ever combine it with nuclear weapons, we're, we're in trouble. Then we're talking about 
great potential, great potential for a modern day Holocaust. And that is not hyperbole. That's not overstating the it's an obvious existential threat to the world, a clear and present danger. You can see the urgency because you wouldn't have expected Egypt, Jordan, the Saudis, the Emirates to align with Israel and the U.S. to fight back against this Iranian hegemony. You wouldn't. And speaking of the mob, you know, I mentioned this earlier, you got the New York Times. In Iran, Soleimani's death is like MLK's death in America. I don't make this up. Then you got fake news, MSDNC, the conspiracy channel, news channel. Their live coverage promoting Soleimani's burial, widely publicized. Thousands took to the streets in Tehran, and NBC News takes it a step further, providing coverage of his burial in his hometown. Watch live coverage as General Soleimani is buried in the hometown of Kerman, Iran, NBC tweeted. Um, why do I have a problem with that? A lot of critics have slammed the network for promoting the terrorist mastermind's burial on social media, responsible for killing hundreds and hundreds of Americans. I just it's it's hard to it's hard to fathom. Then Democratic lawmakers know better. Iran doesn't have crazy crazy leaders unlike the U.S. That was in real clear investigations. Mark Hemingway's piece at onfoxnews.com. Avoid being Iran's lawyer. Democratic insiders have to warn their 2020 contenders how to frame the issue. I, I, none of this I'm making up. All right, Michigan, another swing state. Dan, next, Sean Hannity Show. We need you in 299 days, sir. Glad you called. Uh, thanks, Sean, and we need you too, so don't forget that point. I tell you, I am annoyed on the Iranian thing, not because Trump has to justify killing Sal uh, Soleimani, but because we didn't bomb 100 targets throughout the country of Iran and devastate them. And then in, in the example I told the the person I talked to before I got to you is is Israel. We got to learn from them. When when Hamas throws missiles at Israel, they don't sit there and say, "Well, do we want to go to war with Hamas?" No, or, but but we, you got but we got to remember that Israel they are always measured in their response. They absolutely respond back. They could have literally blown them into smithereens, the entire place, the Gaza, wherever you want. But they've shown restraint. We care about human life. Nobody's really picked up on the fact Soleimani was flying commercial. We could have taken out the jetliner. We care about the other passengers in the plane. That's who we are. That defines us. They fire weapons to, in, into Israel from schools and from hospitals. Why? To make it more difficult for the Israelis to fight back because they put a value on human life. So I, I think the president was measured. Um, he always has that option that you're referring to. That option's still on the table, and it might get used one day. Uh, Dan, good call. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Let not your heart be troubled. Trey Gowdy, Carl Rove, Mark Meadows, Devin Nunes, Steve Scalise, Dan Crenshaw, Lara Logan. We are loaded up tonight. The... 299 days to go to Election Day. The best election coverage on radio and TV. That's our promise. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes, and then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. 
Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs> 